Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Mike Canfield, VP of Operations and CIO at Firelands Regional Medical Center. In this segment, Canfield talks about creating an EHR selection committee that's neither too big nor too small, how the vendor management game has changed dramatically over the years, and the rapid exodus of senior management that rocked his world when he joined Firelands. That's something that, that I think would be, uh, I'm sure, is, is an interesting thing to approach. Um, do you have uh, kind of ideas on, on how you're going to do that, just as far as, uh, you know, getting input on, on the different systems and, uh, uh, you know, doing visits, things like that? Yeah, that's an, that's, um, it's been an interesting discussion. So um, on, on one end of the spectrum is, uh, you know, get everybody in the organization involved and have a really, really large team um, so that you've got um, good communication up front and you've got everybody understanding what we're trying to do and people uh, starting to feel a sense of ownership because they're part of the process. And, uh, of course, the other end of the spectrum is a relatively small group of people sit down, um, look at the data and information, uh, do a couple site visits and make a decision. And, and I think we're starting to trend towards the smaller team size for um, a lot of the decision-making and for off-site demos. We'll certainly in, involve as many people as we possibly can for um, on-site software demos that we do. But uh, the risk of involving a bunch of people is when you pick a system that isn't their favorite. Um, you know, instead of feeling part of the process, they feel disenfranchised and disappointed, and so we don't need that going right. into uh, into a system implementation. So um, we're looking at um, gathering some uh, assistance from some outside consulting firms. We've talked to a few of them um, to to look at their different um, styles and practices and how they go about uh, helping organizations work through. Um, work through that decision process. And uh, again, I think we're, you know, we're going to land on probably you know, 15 or 20 people that are going to be a, a core group that does the majority of that decision making. Right. I can just imagine that, that the more people that are involved, uh, the longer it takes. And I'm sure that that's something you want to stay away from. It is. It's true. I, I have no interest in you know, trying to conduct a, a meeting or a discussion with, you know, 40 or 50 people in the room. So yeah <laughs> we will we will most certainly get uh, you know uh, sufficient input from all of the functional areas and from the providers you know we're not gonna try to do a backroom deal here but um, yeah you know, we're, we're gonna get the uh, the smallest possible set that provides us the full coverage of of uh, functional needs right okay through your career, you, you've worked with, with different vendors, though, I would imagine, so you kind of already have maybe some perspective of, of the different companies and um, at least going into this. Yeah, I, I do. I, um, uh, my early career was uh, mostly with uh, SMS and then Siemens products, which are uh, obviously no longer relevant. And um, I spent seven years with Kaiser Permanente uh, during their EPIC implementation, so I'm well familiar how those go, and, um, and clearly not an option for an organization our size. And right. we're not at a point strategically where we would like to partner with a larger organization for um, access to EPIC. 
Um, so, you know, that kind of winnows it down to uh, continuing with Meditech, um, working with Cerner, um, or possibly looking at McKesson. And, uh, you know, our, our opinion, I guess, is that Paragon just isn't, um, doesn't have the market penetration that we'd like to see for something that we're going to commit the organization to. And as they try to collapse their horizon modules into Paragon, it, it looks like that's, that's a little complex. So we have a, uh, one of the community hospitals around us just did a Paragon implementation, and it went well, and they're happy with it, and it's meeting their needs. But um, you know, the ongoing lack of clarity on the roadmap for the product seems to me to be a, uh, something that we don't have to deal with. There's, there's other good options out there, so I think we'll probably move away from that too. Yeah. It's interesting the, the the topic of uh, you know vendor management, vendor relationships, and it, it seems like that's something that that's kind of um, ever evolving. And as, as, have you noticed as your career has progressed that that this has changed as far as the way that CIOs and other leaders kind of interact with vendors, especially as as things have changed with, with meaningful use. It it is. It's a whole different relationship now. The 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 demands on on the systems a decade ago were nowhere near as high obviously as they are now and the complexity of the systems was um uh, somewhat less at that point as well and and the people in healthcare IT were i think much more IT driven um or IT trained uh we we have a lot of people in IT now that come to us from uh, a variety of different backgrounds which is great the diversity is hugely helpful but they don't necessarily have that strong technical background that we used to traditionally have in IT organizations. So I mean, used to, you know, literally buy software from a vendor and, and pretty much with minimal guidance you were on your own to figure that out and build it and make it work and um and that you know, that worked okay for most most organizations. And now the systems are extraordinarily complex and the demands uh, mostly driven by meaningful use are so significant that um, you really really need a vendor who can partner with you and help you uh, make sure that you get the most possible out of their system the um, you know, the other interesting thing and I in a conversation with some of my peers we were talking about how the vendor actually is is or can go even beyond that in terms of helping to, um, uh, you know, inform and, and share information about early adopters with um, other customers. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I believe that discussion centered mostly around Cerner and how they seem to be you know, moving a little faster and uh, into more advanced capabilities faster than some of the other vendors and uh, the CIO is speaking with said, you know, they, they can use them actually almost as a partner as they help to develop strategy rather than developing strategy and then turning around to their EMR vendor and having to try to get them up to speed with what the capabilities need to be. So, and, and I'm sure there's other vendors around that are similarly providing those sorts of leading capabilities. That That's really interesting. seems like it, it's, definitely been been a game changer and uh, i guess as as like you said as the the demands have increased and uh you know especially with, with meaningful use and and systems hospitals and and health systems having to kind of rely on on them to make sure that their their products are up to speed that that really changes the dynamic too i would imagine 
Yeah, it really, really does. Or it sounds like it, that you're somebody who's who's in touch a, a good deal with your colleagues and peers at different organizations. And is that something that you think you would rely on also as as you're going forward with with the selection and then even maybe implementation is just kind of uh, uh, you know check in with with other users of of the system. Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm a huge fan of stealing shamelessly. So, uh, you know, no, nobody's got enough time, and and few people are smart enough to figure it all out on their own. So, um, we have uh, we're in a, a great position right now with two organizations that we communicate regularly with. Um, both look very similar to us in terms of size and complexity, and um, both were on Meditech. And one of them made a decision to go with Meditech 6.1, and one made a decision to go to Cerner. So, and they're both probably 18 months ahead of us. Um, so it's it's a, you know a great opportunity to talk to both of them about um, everything from their their system selection process to the. Um, uh, you know, the actual implementation, the consultants they use, um, the value that the vendors have brought to the table, the ch- challenges they've had in their C-suite as they try to make this all happen. Yeah. So it, it's very helpful. And I, I think that's, you know, there, if there's, there are people out there, I'm sure, that are, that are trying to do all this alone. And I, I, I can't possibly understand how they're, they're being successful. Right. Right. If there are others who are in your same in the same shoes or in similar situations, it kind of seems like a, it really makes sense to to try to learn from what they're doing. Absolutely. Okay. So you mentioned before you've been at Firelands for for four years, um, but first in a different capacity, or uh, when you started, uh, that was VP of IS, right? Right. When I uh, when I came to Firelands, um, I was the first uh, VP CIO that they'd had in the organization, and I was focused entirely, obviously, on the IT area. And uh, after I'd been here a little over a year, we had a, a pretty rapid exodus of some of the senior management team. The CEO, the COO, and the CNO all left within a year. Um, and of those, we only replaced the CEO. So there was a whole lot of operational work that needed to be um, spread around the, the management team. So I picked up uh, quite a few operational areas as well um, as continuing my role with IT. So um, I had uh, an increase in responsibility and a title change, but you know, still very, very focused on IT as well. Right. Okay, I can't imagine that that's an easy thing to go through when you're when you haven't been at an organization too long. Well, yeah, it's really interesting. The uh, yeah, I've I've been in healthcare for about 18 years now, um, and implementing systems and uh, working out workflows and you know reporting needs and all of the normal IT stuff that you do on a day-to-day basis really does give you a good understanding of how. Um, all the different units in a hospital operate. So it really wasn't as foreign as you might think to make a move to actually start start overseeing some of those organizations. Um, and I've got just a fabulous, fabulous uh, group of directors that, that are over those specific service lines that I'm accountable for, and that's obviously a huge help. Yeah. As far as having those other leaders leave, was that something that was kind of disconcerting to see? Yeah, <laughs> it 
It was certainly a unique experience to see them all all go so quickly. Um, they worked, you know, they worked well as a team, and it's not, you know, several of them ended up at the same place. In fact, all of them ended up at the same place for a while once right. they left here. But it was a little disconcerting to see them leave and having, you know, obviously a new CEO come in in the middle of that and uh, and have him try to get his bearings with the organization as well as. Uh, manage that that level of change. So it was it was difficult, I think, but we did well. Yeah, I'm sure that when you come away from that too, it uh, that there are always things that you can take from it. Well, yeah, it's been a fabulous learning experience. I've really really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.